Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa. Today, we are talking about standardized tests. The big question in the education field is, are standardized tests good? Are they productive? Are they predictive? Accurate measures of who will succeed, who will perform, who will cope with later levels of education and employment. It's a question that's been around forever. Now, I came across an article at fairtest.org about standardized tests trying to tackle this question, trying to answer once and for all, are these good or are these counterproductive for students, for the education system, etc. And it shares some different studies and explains more or less why it doesn't believe that standardized tests are good for education. In fact, it asserts that it hurts education. Now, before I dive into the article, I just want to say that the way that I've always looked at standardized tests, because I I do a lot of standardized test prep, a lot for the IC, which is a test for students to get into different private schools in the Los Angeles and, and other areas as well, kind of like the SSATs. I also do a lot of test prep for the SAT, the ACT, so on and so forth for the LSAT, etc. My take on it is that they are there, they are part of the system, and so that's that. We got to learn how to take them if we want to do certain things in life. It's it's there, and I provide a service to try and help people break them down and master them. And that's what I that's what I do. I actually really enjoy it. I really enjoyed going through that process myself as a test taker. I recently took the SAT in May, and after teaching math for the last several years full-time, I was pleasantly surprised to find that the math questions, every single one on the SAT, was very doable. I mean, to the point where I didn't guess on a single one, I felt fairly certain that I'd gotten them all right, and I finished in a ridiculous amount of time. I think I finished in almost half the time allotted for both of the math sections. That's not because I'm super gifted with math necessarily. It's because of all the practice I've had. So the point is, is that these tests can be mastered. And that's what I like to, that's why I like to work with students because it's not, it's not already ordained, preordained what is going to happen. That you're either going to do well or not. And that's just based on your core level of intelligence or whatever. It's just not true. And I like that part. I like that part about showing people that they can grow and they can break through these barriers when they didn't think that. So that's my take on it. I am really was really curious about this article because I've generally thought that standardized tests were fine. I mean, it's, it's a good way to show people on a huge, massive scale like how they stack up to each other. And it seems to me that they generally fall in line with representing what people have done academically, career-wise. It seems that way, anyways. 
But just to give you another opinion, I wanted to share this article. So it says, reports high stakes testing hurts education. So the picture that emerges from several studies is of a nation severely hurting its educational system while failing to provide help to schools that need it, thereby harming the nation's children, all in the name of accountability. High-stakes testing puts narrow, flawed instruments at the center of education and leads to intensive teaching to the exams, which does not result in real learning gains. At the same time, many children are less motivated, are denied a high-quality educational experience, and become more likely to leave school before graduating. While state-mandated exams have been the major culprit, the federal government's imposition of high stakes on schools and districts will compound the problem. All right, so let's look at and it, and it's true. I mean, I I do know of this happening where schools just start teaching to the test. If you ever watch The Wire, there's an episode, I believe in season 4 or several episodes where they talk about this proclivity for a lot of public schools to teach to the test because they want to boost test scores because that can mean more money and more funding for a school, bonuses for teachers and and well, more likely executive member executive members of the of the boards who run the schools so there's a lot of motives motivation for these guys to juke the stats if you will all right next last year professors audrey armin and david berliner of arizona state university reported that gains states report on their own high stakes tests do not correlate with results from other exams, such as the National Assessment of Educational Progress or SAT and ACT college entrance test. In states with graduation test score, tests, scores on these other exams often declined or grew less quickly relative to the nation as a whole. Their students were apparently less well-prepared and less likely to go to college than their peers in non-high-stakes states. In the second report, Amreen and Berliner exam dropout and graduation rates in the 16 states that used high school exit exams in the 1990s. They found that the graduation rate decreased in 10 states after high school exit exams were implemented and increased in only five states. Similarly, dropout rates increased in eight states and decreased in five. They also found that general equivalency diploma GED enrollments tended to increase and the age of GED examinees decreased, indicating that more students had left school before graduating. This is pretty interesting. And I think what we're talking about here is are these I, apparently there are these high school high stake exit tests to sort of assess where you are on an, uh, when when you graduate. And I think that's causing some of these ca- causing some of these issues. If we go back here it says again read this sentence it says tests do not correlate with the results from other exams such as so I think such as the SAT or the ACT etc. So I think we're really talking about these high stakes, these high stakes tests that are coming at the end as a as a form of assessment and how they are potentially damaging education or hurting the education system. Now we go to another study from Boston College. The National Board on Testing and Public Policy at Boston College reported that three quarters of survey teachers said that state testing programs were not worth the time and money. A substantial majority said the testing caused them to teach in ways that contradicted their views of sound instruction. The board released two studies of teachers' views of the effects of state-mandated testing on teaching and learning, one from a national survey of 4,200 teachers, the other from an in-depth interviews with teachers. The studies compared effects in low, medium, and high-stakes 
states. In both studies, teachers said higher stakes created more pressure to teach to the test, and about 40% of survey respondents said students could raise their test scores without improving their real knowledge. As stakes increased in teachers... Uh, as stakes increased, teachers were more likely to narrow classroom curriculum, to focus, focus more on tested areas, and to engage in more test preparation. This is interesting. And I mean, these types of state-mandated tests are usually only given in public schools. I believe private schools don't have to follow protocol here. All right, next. So another study is asserting that these tests demotivate. A thorough summary of research on education and motivation by a British team found that constant testing motivates only some students and increases the achievement gap between higher and lower achieving students. The results of the study uh, rebut the claim that standardized testing motivates low achievers to reap rewards on, higher, on high scores and avoid the punishment of failure. In fact, researchers Wynne Harlan and Ruth Deacon Crick of Bristol University found that the two categories of students particularly discouraged by constant testing, are girls and low achievers. These findings call into question the claims of U.S. high-stakes testing proponents that they have found the key is closing the race-based achievement gap, since the study results suggest that groups such as low-income and many minor min minority students who tra traditionally score low on standardized tests are likely to be among those who are demotivated by consist consistently poor test results. And that makes sense. I mean, I can see that. For, for people who feel that they're just not going to do well and the results aren't coming out great, it is demotivating, especially if you don't have the right person pushing you along and saying, well, no, you can do this. And I, I'm sure in a lot, of, a lot of times people think that it's a stagnant thing. You're scoring in a certain range. It's not going to change that much. Okay, counterproductive. John Diamond and James Spillance of Northwestern University found that the response to high-stakes accountability in low-performing schools may be counterproductive. They closely examined four Chicago schools, two performing fairly well on mandated tests and two doing poorly. All the schools did considerable test preparation, but the lower-performing schools tended to, tended to test more, focus attention on those close to passing, and engage in other activities not likely to help most of their students. Since low-income and minority group students are concentrated in the lower-performing schools, and those schools use unhelpful methods while schools serving wealthier students use more effective methods to raise scores, the results of high-stakes accountability testing could be to widen the test score gaps. Okay, finally, they talk about dropouts. Using data from the federal government's National Education Longitudinal Stud Survey, Sean Reardon and Claudio Galindo of Pennsylvania State found that the presence of 8th grade promotion tests requirement is strongly associated with an increased probability of dropping out prior to 10th grade. This particularly affects low-income, lower-achieving students. All right, there you have it. So there's all these different things that they say they're counterproductive. They increase the dropout rate. They widen the gap between lower and higher-achieving students. And again, this, this seems to be focusing. I know there's a little talk of the SAT and ACT, but really what this article focuses on are these state-mandated high-stakes tests. And, and again, it's exactly what they, what they discuss and what they showcase in The Wire. And I, I think that the problem is that at the end of the day, it makes more sense for... It, it, it shouldn't really matter how students do on these tests anyways. 
It should be more about general education. You take these tests and the state can analyze the numbers. The problem I think that arises is there are incentives that are given out based on these, based on how students score on these tests. And the problem with those incentives is it motivates teachers to teach to the test, which is, I believe in this case, that's what they're asserting is counterproductive. And I agree. And that's what's shown. I think it's it's not actually talking so much about standardized admission tests like the SAT, the ACT, the LSAT, uh, although there's probably there probably definitely is some overlap. But those are more to take things to the next level beyond high school. This is really finding flaws with what's being given as pure assessment along the way to see how schools are doing. So food for thought. Check it out. I want if you guys want to read this article yourself and look through all the data and the studies. I will provide it in the show notes, which can be found at www.scalarlearning.com. Just go to the podcast section. You'll find it there. And if you have any questions or comments, please email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. would love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Scalar Learning.